Good evening, godless sodomites. All right, uh, welcome to the excommunication station. I am your host, Chaz. I'm joined by Chrissy and Donovan. How are you guys today? Awesome, awesome. Even though we so, just went over that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to tell you what I was planning to tell you right now, is that I am now a grandmother. What? Uh, oh, Amanda, God. Amanda the dove that lives in my yard made a nest and laid okay. two eggs and they hatched. And so now we have two babies. And anyone listening, if you want to send us a message and suggest some morning dove baby names, we have two. Two are up for offer. Colin so, and Robinson. Well, no, Colin's the dad. Colin and Amanda are the mom and dad. Death from above. Death from above. Death from a dove? Sure. Oh, that sounds like a Christian oh. metal band. Yeah. Actually, it does. <laughs> Copyright, Death from a Dove. Uh, um, like anyway. Striper side project. Yeah. Donovan, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, man. Uh, hanging in there, working, working, working. How are you, sir? Yeah. I'm doing all right. Uh, I wanted to start off this po- this episode on a, on a high note and something very positive. Uh, I want you guys to uh, enjoy the next year and early into next year Why? because it is gonna because it's just gonna be a clusterfuck with what uh, we the 24 2024 election um and everything that's gonna happen with that everything and then covid's probably gonna have a little uptick there in the winter with the new variants so i would definitely say, releasing the episode with hannah after this yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to need some fucking positivity after this. Yeah, God. yeah, absolutely. Jeez, yeah. Pete. Yeah, my, uh, one it's of my cousins my in Hawaii is uh, in hospice. Yeah. He got COVID last week, and Oof. he's not going to – I don't think yeah. he's going to pull through. Oh, yeah. It's really sad. So, yeah, so uh, we're going to Universal in October, so we're, we're doing our uh, – not Universal Orlando, but Universal uh, California, so – Ooh, fun! Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, so yeah, so we're trying to get everything in and that we can. You gonna uh, do like the backlot tour and shit since you're going there? I think so. Uh, oh, you got it. Please take pictures, so. man. Yeah, Please. we're doing the Halloween Horror Nights. Hell Great. Man. Yeah, so we will take have some- fun, but. Yeah, Take I, some I would back advise to the future inspired ones for me, please. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I would just advise everyone get out on hikes, do what you got to do, especially next year. Like find some sort of regiment that you got that God. will uh, relax you. Um, but don't give up. So no. Yeah. So uh, never that, give up. Um, never surrender. Never say yeah. die. Galaxy Quest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought that was Starship Troopers for a second there. Um. Oh, no, bro. Never give up. Never surrender. Hell yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, with that, we should ask for forgiveness. Reach out. Touch faith. Um, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, Yeah, you guys need to ask forgiveness for shit you said to me last time we recorded is what I think. I don't remember that. I can't even remember why. I just remember was, you guys uh, needed to ask for forgiveness for some was, kind of dirty thoughts you had. I remember two reasons. One, because we keep uh, fucking with her blessings. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> and, the second, okay. and the second one was the album sleeve uh, comment. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I'm not apologizing for either. So, uh, dear baby Jay, sweet baby Jay, sweet, sweet. 
When you say sweet. that, I think of the Joker. Sweet, ba- sweet baby J. <laughs> baby, sweet baby J. <laughs> like Harley yeah. Quinn. <laughs> uh, I'd like to ask for forgiveness for uh, the other night when my wife and I and my kids were coming home from the shore. And we were going over the Ben Franklin Bridge. And we approached a car on the right-hand side of us that was just covered in Christian and Catholic and pro-life stickers all over the back. And... We drove along the side of it, and my wife leaned over to me and said, you should devil horn them. And I said, <laughs> I should do that. And I, when we drove by, I looked at them. Your and wife went, is red. And then, <laughs> and then uh, the guy just stared at me, and my wife drove off, dying laughing. And That's my amazing. kids both yelled from the back seat, what happened? Because they were in their own world. So, but... uh and it wasn't safe to do so uh yeah i wasn't driving but the other guy was so uh it was it was fun though i think that's pretty fucking fantastic yeah he better let jesus take the wheel hey hey (laughs) hope i don't i uh, I don't you know sorry swipe you (laughs) (laughs) then my wife i was like are you gonna slow down so this guy catches up to us and gets side by side like like i just mooned him and you just parked the car. Oh my god, that, that would be great. <laughs> she said no. But yeah, all right, that's it for me. Don. Uh, I got one. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Lord Jesus, I come to you on my knees, begging you, please, uh, please forgive me for using the phrase "badass" in reference to my son. It hurt his feelings, and when. Because he thought I was calling him a name. And after I apologized and explained that it meant he was awesome, now he has called everything badass from then on. So really dug myself into a fucking hole on that one. He's using it in the right context, though, right? Yeah, now he is. At first he was like, why would you call me a badass? I'm not that I was like, honey, it's a compliment. I mean, And he was like, what? (laughs) So then I explained it. I was like, no, badass badass means good badass is cool like i explained it to him and he's like so you're telling me my shoes are badass yes okay that's amazing bad means good yeah come on grandpa ass means person (laughs) (laughs) donovan i I guess i mean i never really thought about that how you can definitely take that as an insult yeah and my kids are very literal uh unlike me because i totally am not a very very literal person but yeah (laughs) so (laughs) I mean, I guess uh, I'm going to hop on the uh, the traffic incident bandwagon. And a couple of weeks ago, we were driving somewhere with the kids and there's a lot of road construction. And there was these uh, we have a very big uh, population of big, rich houses around us. So there's a lot of people who think they're entitled to traffic however the fuck they want. Yeah. <laughs> and there was like four uh, four elderly white people on these big bikes just in the middle of the road not on the sidewalk like there was a bike lane blocking up everything and i ended up as we passed them i literally hung out the window and clapped really loud and i was like you guys made it there's no fucking bike lane <laughs> and the kids heard me and they thought it was really funny so now whenever we would ride by anybody on a bike lane they bike lane they clap and they go you did it good job <laughs> not out the car not out the yeah. car <laughs> Yeah. To me, to make we, fun of me. We <laughs> don't, yeah, we don't give middle fingers. We give thumbs ups. 
Yeah. I told you guys that I've that. been doing I've been doing the thumbs down oh, to people oh, in Miami no, yeah. traffic. I've never seen people so angry. Oh, oh yeah, the thumbs up oh. gives them angry too. The yeah, thumb? I'm always just like I think any thumb. Yeah. Oh, you, you do the <laughs> fucking gladiator I'm like, <laughs> sideways. Like <laughs> Yeah. Dude, thumbs down. They, they might think that's you. funny though. Right. Yeah. Thumb down yeah. stick with you. I remember when I, I was yeah. door dashing, I dropped off a thing and it said hand to me, but I dropped it on the porch and took a picture because I have anxiety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then as I get in the car, the person comes out and they're like, because I didn't hand it to them, they throw their hands up and then they grab the bag and I give them a thumbs up like, oh, good. And they go mm, frown, thumbs down. And it stuck with me. I was like, I yeah. tried my best. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm especially sorry. if you give them a judgy mom look while you're doing yeah. the thumbs down that like, that's what happened and i give them like the most polite like we did it thumbs up I'm like, <laughs> and they're like yeah i'm like oh yeah it's worse <laughs> if, yeah it's worse if he would yeah if he would have given you the middle finger you'd have been like okay right yeah <laughs> anyway he just wanted to give you covid all <laughs> right i was hoping. no he wanted to give you a tract that's why he had you have to hand oh, it to him yeah bring it yeah. around so, thumbs up to donovan uh, with that we're gonna do patreon yeah so um, Patreon. Uh, this week, we are giving a shout out to Celeste C. She has been subscribing to us for a little while now. Um, I, I don't know, have the exact date in front of me. Usually I do. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> since June. It's been since June. Yeah. Thank you for uh, subscribing to us and um and listening to us and interacting with us and we appreciate you and everything that you do thank Um, you we love you very much there you go donovan's (laughs) cup runneth over um (laughs) your biblical avatar is martha she is the martha yeah exactly uh she is the sister of lazarus do you remember when Lazarus broke her nose with a football? Oh my gosh, that was they shouldn't have been playing ball in the house, basically. Um, and then Carmen made that song about it where Jesus fixed it. <laughs> fixed her nose. <laughs> um, so yeah, Martha was there when uh Lazarus got resurrected. So I would imagine Martha has some stories. Of like, yeah, we sat in the house with my dead brother for a few days, and then his friend came over, and he's not dead anymore. <laughs> I said that shit, I'd get a grippy sock vacation, but that's fine. Um, so yeah, Celeste, you're Martha. I'd love to hear some of the war stories. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> for your blessing, may you always blessing. get the blessing. May you always get an empty middle seat next to you on airplanes. Hell yeah. Wow. Terms and a... conditions apply. See God for details. I, I'm, and if I'm... God puts somebody next to you, it's because you procrastinated in getting that flight in time. Yeah, so, I oh, I thought it was because she was supposed to witness to them for the entire flight. Just nothing but get out your guitar, start singing oh, worship no. music, just get that person next to you saved. And if I've learned anything from airplane, people are always on airplanes with guitars. <laughs> My mind is stuck on the fucking the Lazarus coming back from the dead thing and being the sister. Because now I'm wondering if like it was like Pet Cemetery when Gage came back and this sister was like, hey, it's different. 
<laughs> That's a horror movie. He just we picks need to up, like... a, yeah, yeah, just picks up a like a spear. hundred oh, yeah. percent. If anybody Come I play knew, with me. Dude, if, if we anyone I knew came Lazarus back from movie? the dead, I would yeah. gaslight them and tell them they were different, even if they weren't. Like if they came back from the dead and they were totally normal, I'd be like, "Man, you've changed." I can't You're believe so weird now. I can't believe you like the taste of flesh now. <laughs> no, I'd be like, though. you never used to eat food. Now you eat food weird. That's so and strange. then we get the side side story of Jesus and Zelda. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. Jesus. I don't like the way that made me feel. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Jesus playing the Ocarina of Time. I did. So for I a was in a too. different yeah. place. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, what weird crossover yeah. did that just turn into? <laughs> what does he have to take on his quest? All right. Uh, well, with that, I'm Link, not the princess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that, we need to do the most important thing, and that is to pray. So hold the hand of the person next to you and bow your head and let Jesus take the wheel. Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy, Jesus Christ no, said. Well, you know, destroy. I, if, I was to, if I was to give Satan a... Satan is the destroyer. Abaddon, the book. You know what the name Abaddon means? What does what? it mean? What does it mean? I hate to tell you, if people want to kill themselves for listening to death metal, they pretty much shouldn't even be alive because I, they're too weak. They're gonna do it anyways. They're gonna find any I'm reason to do it. an excuse. Do you not assume any responsibility? An, do you not assume any no, responsibility? No, I take responsibility not. for myself. If a, kid, if a kid listens to your music and gets a demon and goes out and kills somebody, you don't take it responsibility. No, do, not do, at all. do you take it your responsibility if a priest goes out and through years of sexual? Uh, Young children. It's very simple. Yeah. It's very. I no, mean, no, no, wait a minute. Do, wait a minute. Do you Brady. take that? Wait, wait, wait Do you Brady. take no Henry no. Lee Lucas? Uh, no. Do you take all those other Christians? Listen to me, because the teachings of Jesus Christ are antithetical to what those people have done. But, but the teach. Te but what he's Brady. talking about is devil worship. There's a difference Brady. between devil worship Brady. and Satanism. Breeding. What you teach and what people do on behalf of the devil is consistent. We don't teach. If if you a, no, 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 Crowley. Listen. Animalistic Crowley. Would you listen to me for a minute? Would you listen to me? If a priest goes out and molests a child, it is inconsistent with the teachings of Christ. But I've got your 11 satanic rules right in front of me. If someone bothers you, ask him to stop it. He doesn't stop. Destroy him. Exactly. I got Fred on the line, Massachusetts. Fred. Hey, how's it going, fellas? What's on your mind, Fred? Yeah, I, I, I really like Astron, and I think, you know, that uh, Christianity's caused a lot more problems than Satanism ever has. How long have you been mentally ill, Fred? <laughs> well, not mentally ill at all. I'm not quite fine, thank you very much. Today's episode, we are going to deal with one of the biggest names in this satanic panic uh, rock issue, and that is Bob Larson and his book of rock. Uh, before we start that, I want to say anybody who is comparing us to Behind the Bastards or anything like that is is like the biggest compliment. So uh, Donovan like saw some stuff on Reddit and sent it to us, sent to yeah. me. And yeah, not to like, me. Uh, yeah, no, send it in the group chat. I know. I'm just being oh, an asshole. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Listen, I have oh, new look. meds. Okay. Well, that's all right. See, I love both of you. So my anxiety just went through the roof. I was like, <laughs> I did I really? Just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll stop. It's I'm all right, sorry. Guys. No, you're no. fine. You're fine. I just care about yeah. you. <laughs> but yes, thank you. Whoever said that for the compliment, because holy shit, that's a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. Behind yeah. the bastards is amazing. 
Um, yeah. I love you, Chaz. I love you, Donovan, but I oh, don't feel like we're you. on that level. Yeah, but yeah, thank you. So, um, but uh, yeah, so today we're going to talk about uh, the king of the satanic panic and rock music, Bob Larson. Larson was not the Larson was the most educated and most informed expert, as well as one of the biggest asshats when it came to Christian music and rock music. Cite your uh, Lar- sources. <laughs> I could play a video for you really quick, but uh, I, I have it. I have it singled out for the prayer. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah. Where he, so yeah. Anyone listening to this, reference the prayer. That's our source. Yeah, absolutely. Spider friends. Um, yeah, and you could, you could also reference. Um, Let's see, I did an episode with Gavin of uh, The Holy Hour where he interviews somebody about The Cure, right. um, a, a young teenager, and I believe we covered Larson. Oh, on Halloween. And, yeah, Halloween and like, exorcism. Yeah, yeah so. Um, oh, yeah, that was him in those exorcism videos. Yeah. He just looks so yeah. fat and old. <laughs> yeah, so, but uh, Larson We are neither was... age nor body shaming. No, I, I'm, I'm Bob Larson shaming. <laughs> Larson was saved in his younger years after spending a few years in a rock band called the Rebels. Now, Damn. Bob, like all these Christians do, either fabricate or over-exaggerate their backstories. <laughs> the band with the band was nowhere near as popular as he made them out to be, and they weren't a rock band at all. They were like folk music, Pat Boone-ish kind of music. Um, yeah, but Bob uh, Dylan Lars- went electric, so you know they were like, "Hell Very yeah, true. us too." Yeah, he also went Christian. Let's never forget that. And Bob Larson's um, like, "Hell yeah, me too." Bob Dylan, <laughs> yes, went uh, Christian. Like, That's what yeah, I said. Like when he two said albums. It yeah, in the early '80s, I think. Um, and then Bob Dylan Larson- was like, "What am I doing?" <laughs> I guess he. I guess he could go I Christian. I s- yeah, he could be singing all praise music. I wouldn't know what the hell he was saying. So, all along yeah. the watchtower is about God. <laughs> uh, Larson got saved in the early 60s and no doubt read and got inspired by David A. Nobel. But after Nobel attacked rock music uh, or attached rock music to communism, which does come from the devil, but Larson went further and skipped the middleman and just attached Satan well over a decade before any others would. He wrote his first book in 1967 called Rock and Roll, The Devil's Diversion. He then wrote another book in 1969 called Hippies, Hindus, and Rock and Roll. In the 70s, uh, he kept he, he okay. kept it up. He kept it up with Rock in the Church. In 1971, Ew, the date of music the, died. The church rocking. What's going on in there? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, he wrote Rock Practical Help, and for those who listen to the words and don't like what they hear, <laughs> uh, that's like a turn of the century book title right there. That sounds like a Fallout Boy title of a song. They yeah. always had the most ridiculous titles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we saw, then he saw a way to not only grow his audience, but make himself a national name in the Christian world, but also in the heavy metal world. Bob started writing about the occult too in the 1982 Larson book, Larson's book of occults, which we will 100% read one day, as well as the book, The 1986 Strange Cults in America. Uh, Larson in 1982 also started a couldn't miss rock show or miss radio show called Talk Back, 
He would have two hours a day and he would shit talk rock music and attach it to Satanism and all the ills of the world. Chris the guy from the call-in show we listened to, right? That's the same guy? No, that was Dawson McAllister. Yeah, McAllister, yeah. Yeah. That guy was his own brand of creepy. God bless you guys for being able to remember names because I was like, it's the one guy. Yeah, he was more of a Christian. Yeah, he was more of a Christian teen talk slash uh dj love line um, so, for christians yeah, yeah okay. basically yeah yeah um uh christians would love to hear the show for the information and the winning of souls and metalheads would fuck with bob fight with him or prank him it was also a place we, you could go to hear an interview with some of your favorite metal bands that you couldn't hear anywhere else uh, like Deicide and a couple other bands like uh, Asheron. Um, uh, trying to remember them off the top of my head, but I can't. But Bob was legit. I will always give him that. In a world of frauds and bandwagon jumpers, he was all about as legit as you could get. He went to t- he went on tour with Slayer to write an article about them, the evil span in the world, and he left disappointed. Now, of course, he had plenty to condemn about them, but they weren't. Or there weren't any orgies. There were some women, but not what he wanted to present to the world. The mm-hmm. band didn't drink didn't drink blood. You know, they they drank alcohol and smoked weed. They played video games and watched horror movies and played music. This band sounds awesome. He stole yeah. the fucking tour bus. He's like, "Where's the kiddie pool full of fetuses?" <laughs> <laughs> There were no <laughs> child sacrifices, no seances or occult rituals, no witches or warlocks, and no praying or conjuring Satan. He, he started like pulling out Ouija boards and shit, and he's like trying to start stuff. He's like, oh, and everybody do this. What if we? What if we contacted the devil right now? You guys do that all the time. <laughs> and yeah. all the band guys are like, uh, we don't fuck with that. We've yeah, heard no, it's no. Yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. He's right. like, oh, oh, are these tarot cards? Uh, what uh, you, are these yours? So. No, sir. Those are our go fish cards. <laughs> you guys want to play a quick round of D&D? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to go over much more of Bob Larson through through as long as this podcast lasts. But uh, uh, for this show, but but this episode. God, my dog is. Thank you guys for not making... stuck under. Thank you oh guys for God. not making fun of me when I said Ouija board, by the way. <laughs> Is that not what it's called? Sorry. But Ouija board, Ouija? right? I said Ouija. Ouija board. I said Ouija. Ouija. Oh, Ouija. Like Luigi yeah. or Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my dog got uh, his toy stuck underneath my chair and he was trying to pull it out. So he was pulling me along with it. Um, <laughs> so It's like a reverse version of the dog from vacation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Beethoven. Um uh, but this episode, we're going to focus in on his 1987 book and maybe his most popular book, Larson's Book of Rock. Um, this book came out a little late compared to some of the other experts, as as we covered, um, because this came out in 1987. But Larson has had a staying power within the evangelical community because he's been able to adapt, but also still stay the same. In the 90s, it was less about Satan and more about politics and anti-Clinton, anti-gay, anti-women bullshit. Larson eventually pushed Rock to the side as a focus and put his energies into exorcism and that whole charade. So I love that he's always been a gimmick priest, though, like a gimmicky pastor. I love. But he's always been able to make money off of it. 
Right. But, you know, that's how you do it. You have to do it. That's why yeah. I like artists that do gimmicky shit. I think it's fun. You know what I mean? That's why Ghost is one of my favorite bands. <laughs> yeah. All right. Larson's Book of Rock. We're going to start off in Chapter 2. Um in 1954, Cleveland's disc jockey Alan Freed was searching for a term to describe teenagers' wild reason to a new musical fad. Violent riots and sexual hysteria accompanied concerts by Chuck Berry and Gene Vincent. Millions of females' eyes were glued to the groins of Elvis. A music, musical and sexual revolution was in full swing. Freed found his phrase in a ghetto expression referring to fornication rock and roll the name stuck and the beat went on but really rock's right, lyrics yeah uh I, some people say that some people say other things but that's like part of one of the narratives okay. uh but rock lyrics eventually explored f fringes of lyrical pornography free never dreamt of Hell yeah! Some, some I want to hear a I want to hear a song. I want to hear a rap song by called "Lyrical Pornography." Somebody write it for me, because I bet Ooh. that would be rad. That literally sounds like a fucking uh, tribe called Quest track, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Del the funky Homo <laughs> sapien could probably do it. Really oh well. hell yeah! That I, yeah, that sounds like that too for sure. Holy shit! Uh, this is reflected in song titles. The old hack about crooning a tune in the month of June under the moon gave way to let's spend the night together in the 60s. I want to kiss you all over in the 70s. What's, what's love got to do with it in the 80s? Hell yeah. The Beach Boys 1960s hit, Wouldn't It Be Nice, referred to the anticipation of being married to the desired girl, but if that titles were used in songs today, it definitely wouldn't be about marital bliss. Wait. It'd okay. be about marital misery? Nah. No, it'd be about fucking before getting married. You think... have to test drive the fucking car. I'm sorry. You don't just buy yeah. a car that you have to keep forever without driving it once. What if the seat is uncomfortable? What if yeah. the gear shift is way too small? What or if way too big? What if you can only gas the tank up or by sticking way your too big? Yeah, or way too big. Or you can only get it uh, <laughs> gassed up by sticking your toe up the exhaust pipe. Like there's a lot of things yeah. you need to know about. Yeah, you, you don't know if the oil likes to leak it. on your chest or not. Yeah, whatever. Know. Whatever. This is too filthy for me. <laughs> <laughs> Many song titles in the last several years seem to extol premarital and extramarital sex. Consider Lover Boys, Hot Girls in Love, and Marvin's Gaze. Mar Marvin's Gaze. My East Coast is Sorry, guys. My East Coast is slipping into me. Marvin's we put Gaze. On, we put S's on the end of everything. Fucking um, wicked Marvin's Gaze. Gaze. <laughs> sexuals, healings. I'm always getting them sexuals, healings. You we guys? got the Ray Parkers juniors, the others women's. Um, oh I thought he was going to say Ghostbusters because I'm busting ghosts all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, you made me snort. Oh, man. That was wonderful. Uh, wonderful. Whitney Houston, saving all my love for you, made adultery sound delightful. Consider oh. also 
do that to me one more time and let's get physical and one night love affair album titles aren't explicitly exactly mild either I bet some he was that really come to when he saw the let's get physical video and it was all about oh my buff dudes <laughs> he was like, yeah yeah and then they held why am i rock hard <laughs> <laughs> And I would just roll. like to thank again the people who compared us to Behind the Bastards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some that come to mind are Wham's Make It Big, Pat Benatar's Seven the Hard Way, Tina Turner's Break Every Rule, David Lee Roth's Eat em and Smile, <laughs> Rats Dancing Uncovered, and Madonna's Like a Virgin. Finally. That's about giving a blowjob. Yeah, uh, like a prayer is about a bolo job. What's like a virgin about? That's the one where it's. I like think that's about getting. Well, Quentin Tarantino that's says it's about, about yeah about getting humped by a giant wiener. So um, it feels like it's the first PG. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do we do that? Why'd you go? What? <laughs> Why'd you go PG? Because <laughs> funky butt loving. Yeah. The amount of I which I say that in real life is unhealthy. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, what funky guy, butt loving? That guy just say funky yeah. butt loving. It, it's from Rookie of the Year. I fucking love that movie. Oh! Oh! Funky. Did he say funky butt loving? Oh, oh I'm sorry. I, I don't. When he gets that is a one percenter, and I appreciate it. All oh, right, move it funky on. Butt loving. Yeah, we'll help. We'll help here. That's another one I use all the time. Daniel, when Daniel Stern. Yeah, got stuck between role. the two doors. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, some album jackets designed are pornographic. The, we had to get a grandpa a order. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I, felt I, was, I wasn't gonna say I'm, it. I'm not even looking at the screen. Uh, How old do you the... feel now that Daniel Stern put you in Grandpa Corner? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys totally. Seen... Seriously. <laughs> before we move on, one of the most underrated actors probably of all time, if you take in the Wonder Years into account and everything else, the comedic and everything mm-hmm. that he's done. I would Are we talking to about Fred Savage? Dramatic. No, we're talking about Daniel Stern. You want to know another little connection between Daniel Stern and Fred Savage? Little Monsters, where he plays his dad. Oh, yeah. Interesting. God, All I right. love that movie. So yeah. Some album jackets designed are <laughs> pornographic. The parents who presume his son would never read Playboy is in for a shock when he thumbs through the average teenager stack of records. There's cum everywhere. They're what? all stuck together. Sorry, Duran Duran's single Skin Trade was originally released with the cover showing a close-up shot of a woman's bear behind. I straight thought you were going to say vagina first. <laughs> yeah. No, semi-true. It was a very, like, it, 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 but I believe it was released in the United States, but I could be wrong. I looked it up on Discogs, and it's like a off-center butt, and like mm-hmm. it, but it's very, like, red and distorted, so... Mm. I guess if you're looking at it, you could take that from you, it. But anyway, you could beat off to it if you needed to. Oh right? yeah, oh man, I'd be off to it? less. I was gonna say, well, that's uh, a, that's a that's a low bar. Yeah, yeah, that well, was a very low bar. That's I I genuinely think that's the 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 standard that they that these people have in their head of appropriate is could someone possibly beat off to this? That's why they're always drawing like 
pulling out the Victoria's Secret catalog and mm -hmm. like <laughs> it's all about don't touch yourself, right? I mean, it's getting a little pretty much, pretty much, a little risky in here. Much. This conversation. Sorry, yeah. sorry. People are gonna have to I cool apologize. down. Sorry. Uh, you mentioned, mentioned Victoria's the... Secret. Oh yeah. my god. I meant to say Ooh, the Sears Russia catalog, blood. but I thought yes. it would be too much. Right. Oh, don't bring that up. Uh, and Robo. Don't start mentioning Kmart. <laughs> Blue lights, baby. Uh, in the tune "Knocking at Your Back Door," the band Deep Purple made it plain they weren't speaking about entering an entrance to a building <laughs> the singer described the log in his pocket and his attempts to deduce sweet nancy so he could get inside her pantry motley cruz looks her at pantry. kill refers you can't just yeah her pantry over that. yeah me and donovan both made the same exact absolute so, face of disgust right is that that's where you put the groceries baby is that no. I'm gonna that... use that tonight. Let me, let me fill up your pantry. No, uh, it's a, that's that just makes that me think there's butter. gonna be like, <laughs> are there eggs? Are you putting milk? You know what? Actually, don't answer any of those oh, questions. I'm putting milk. I don't want no no. Fuck! I just if set you it want up the so eggs. bad. Hey, if you want the eggs, you we could try it out. You gotta say how you want them. You want them scrambled. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell I'm just you, a it's not over easy. Groceries. Oh, Jesus. Hashtag behind the bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Classy. Yeah. Motley Crue looks at, looks at kill refer to a young woman's genitalia as a motor. She keeps clean, even though she's a number 13. Steve Miller's abracadabra well, describes his lover's lingerie and appearance as black panties with an angel's face. That's a Go dumb ahead. song, dude. Well, that whole—that's his issue with that song. The whole song's about black magic. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna talk about the Motley Crue song. Um, I was going to, but I just—it's—it's it's, you know fishing in a barrel. <laughs> yeah, but I also don't know what that number thir me thirteen means, like bad luck, or wait, say it again. What if it, it actually mean? I, I don't. The way I thought it was a reference to how many people she how, like her body count, like how many people she'd slept with. I don't know. Uh, it says, uh, referring to a young girl's genitalia as a motor, she keeps clean oh. even though she's a, quote, number 13. So I don't know if that refers to her age. Ew, the no. The bad luck uh, number. I mean, you said body count. I, I don't know. I think maybe it just has something to do with cars, and we just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, Molly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Somebody right yeah. now is listening to this. And, and just yeah. shaking their heads. It's, it's yeah. like when I found out that it's a little deuce coupe, and that's a type of a car. Yeah. Didn't yeah. know that uh, for a long time. That's how I felt yeah. with the I, fucking blinded by the light for the, yeah. till like four years ago. Wrapped up like, like a, a douche, douche, another yeah. boner in the night. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I've seen. Uh, <laughs> uh, it might be. I don't know. Um, uh, I've seen The Decline of Western Civilization Part 2. Uh, which is all about the metal years, and uh, don't be looking to Motley Crue for any type of moral compass. So what? Uh, what? Yes, my whole you life. wouldn't believe it, would you? Um, you mean I don't want to be like any of those fuckers? Yeah, I wouldn't believe that you would be. Uh, a national controversy cool. <laughs> er erupted over Sheena Easton's lyrics in Sugar Walls. 
which invited her <laughs> lover to spend a night, quote, inside my sugar walls. Sheena admitted that the tune written the by Wicked Prince. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a Prince It's a Prince song. What do you think it's going to be about? Uh, it's a fucking what, Prince song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, written by Prince was erotic. She said it's sexually suggestive and it raises the, imagina- uh, raises the imagination. That is what art is supposed to do. Rock lyrics leave little to the imagination. Inanimate acts are thoroughly explained to teenagers. Intimate, sorry. Intimate acts are thoroughly explained to teenagers. Cindy Lauper sang about masturbation in her song She Bop, wailing about being unable to stop messing with her genitalia, which she called her danger zone. Hell yeah. It's a good song. Yeah, it is. Um, only the good die young by Billy Joel Hell laments yeah. that Catholic girls stay virginal too long. Bro, I was outside talking to Danielle this morning. We were drinking a cup of coffee, and she's like, "What are you guys talking about today?" I was like, "Satanic music," but it's probably gonna be stuff about fucking Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. This is the song I wanted them to talk about last last book because of that specifically. That's yeah, so I would say, I would say it's probably, what would you say, top five Billy Joel song? Yeah, what yeah. You, I think what, it's like the top one. Which oh, that's name a better one. one? Uh, I can tell you right now. Why should I worry from the Oliver and Company soundtrack? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're just gonna move on after that. Uh, there is no. Yeah. And then it's yeah. and then it's and then it's uh fucking uh uh. River Dreams. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The In acapella Billy Joel. Fuck yeah, bro. I have yes. a whole fucking uh button set that my wife got me years ago for that album that they made, I guess, for tour. Um yeah. so it's yeah, it's fucking crazy. Uh but yeah, Dude, anyway. Yes. For the longest time when I was a kid was my fucking jam. <laughs> yeah. I just see Good. you oh my god, you're you're the fucking driving crooner. Yeah. <laughs> You're not kidding. I mean, you're not yeah. wrong. You're not far. <laughs> yeah. uh, the days of Pat Boone and Doris Day are long gone. Teens don't want performers who are okay. sweet and demure. I have to jump in again. I've listened to a lot of Doris Day with my grandparents and by myself because she's dope. She has a song called A Guy is a Guy. Okay. It's it's about how she's walking home from like wherever this guy sees her and starts harassing her and catcalling her. She's like, leave me the fuck alone. And the song is like a guy is a guy wherever he will be. And listen to how I tell you what this fella did to me. And then eventually mm-hmm. the guy keeps fucking with her and she just says, fine, fuck it. And then the end, the song ends with her going, will you, be, will you marry me? And she's like, well, I guess. So the whole song's basically like, do whatever a guy fucking wants, let him wear you down. So I yeah. just love that he's pointing that out. So like the society. Long guns are the, are the songs about wearing down women. Um... <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Because I still listen to it. I'm like, this is a fucked song. <laughs> If if such explicit sexual descriptions shock you, hang on. Wait uh, until you decipher the coded language by which ero- erotic lyrical images are conveyed. Automotive, or you could just read the Song of Solomon. Automotive terms like <laughs> engine, motor, and machine are all employed as sexual euphemisms. Listen Teenagers who... Meatloaf. teenagers who understand such language are cynically amused because mom and dad moral objections to rock lyrics have been cleverly circum circumvented 
circumcised. No, <laughs> circumcised. Yeah. Does that no. mean stunted? What? Cut off at the head? <laughs> What's going on here? Just looks like it got its ears trimmed a little. <laughs> no, no wonder one rock uh, periodical calls explicit lyrics prophylactic rock. And the music industry refers to sex-oriented tunes as masturbatory rock. I've I've done so many hearty chuckles to this. I'm so immature. <laughs> Same here. Same here. When you were like, if the people who get joy out of this are cynical. I'm like, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with such the thematic exploitations, parents understandably worry about what comes next. The answer is it gets worse. The examples cited here aren't the worst ones. Some Why? songs are so lewd that the lyrics can't be printed without demoting this book to a pornography. Oh, like tell me more. Tell me more. Meat hook Did sodomy. Did get very far? Um, <laughs> Did she put up a fight? <laughs> oh, those great good old songs. Yeah, the good old days. I love how you guys went to that, and I went to fucking uh, Meat Cannibal cannibal corpse uh oh yeah i saw them live once sorry we didn't just start singing cannibal corpse yeah (laughs) (laughs) my cookie monster voice is terrible uh the the rolling stones beast of burden and john cougar mellencamp's hurt so good are examples of excursions into formerly forbidden territories it's about s and m Sit on my dick, make it hurt so good. It shouldn't bend like that, but it feels good, baby. Uh. Make it hurt so good. My magic This is still some sanity around. Hall of Notes, not noted for keeping sexual content out of their songs, did record I Can't Go For That. A musical mm. refusal to participate in sadomasochism. No can do. Okay. Woo! I, mean, I, I don't I, realize Hollow Notes were so like what spicy, crazy. What is, how? Okay, someone also said that on the Facebook, and let me just say, then you don't listen to Hollow Notes, okay? Dude, I didn't even know it was two guys. Of course, I don't fucking listen to them. Okay, well then you need to remedy that because, like, I've heard the songs, and now I'm like, oh, that's Hollow Notes. Oh, yeah, but I've never been like. Let me put in my Hollow Notes record into the player and jam out to Hollow. Well, that's and one of us. Light my candles and. <laughs> if you don't listen to every oh. time you go away and fucking just rock out when the drums kick in, you guys are liars. A, well, I don't rock... even know if I've heard that song. So. Oh my god. Okay, we're not going to go into this. Yeah. Uh, every time you go um, you away. Go... Away, then take a piece of, piece me, of oh! me with you. With you, and then, that's Hollow uh, Notes. <laughs> yeah, man. A rock periodical. A rock periodical ran. Oh my God! A rock periodical ran a series of interviews with rock stars who detailed their personal sex habits. One well-known female singer revealed she uses the rhythm method with p- multiple partners. Oh. That doesn't work. Doris Day. She doesn't say. <laughs> you say it doesn't. Oh, because uh, this is back before AIDS, huh? No, this was this is '87. AIDS was, was like just, in full swing. Right. Oh, that was a joke, by the that's, way. Oh, it's Ace of Base. Baby. That's the rock star yeah. we talked to. Oh no, they were in the '90s. Sorry. Yeah. 
92, 93, somewhere around there. Step uh, some, out of grandpa corner, goddammit. You're it. the it was one a who joke. put us it in there. It was a joke. It was a joke. Uh, I have to be factual. Uh, some <laughs> some rock stars. <laughs> some rock stars blatant exorcism. Uh, I'm sorry, God, too much, too much Bob Larson. Some rock blatant stars blatant er, eroticism Ooh. is hashtag behind the bastards is referred to as the the WPS, the wet panty syndrome. That's not what. God. It well, that's a lot nicer than I thought it was going to be. You know what it means? He just changed yeah. it for the book. He's he yeah. says uh, it when yeah. he's out and talking about it. You you know you know what WPS really means. Yeah, <laughs> I wet and service? I can't say the word, so I'm just gonna call it panty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Panty's gross to me anyway. Yeah, that's a why. gross word. I never liked it. I don't like yes. it. Yes, yeah. Well, never. get ready for this one. Referring to singer Brian Adams, a rock periodical observed there is still some question of whether the most blatant fanatical of his followers are more impressed by the tightness of his act or the tightness of his pants of his ass can it be both no <laughs> you cannot be you cannot be into both uh the Look rock video phenomenon <laughs> I don't have to like things just for one reason. I can like things for many reasons. Yeah, but sometimes. I can like a song, and then if you have a very attractive uh, no, man sh shaking his balls to it, well, sometimes that might make it more fun. Other times it'll make it vastly more horrifying. It just depends. No, it's no, it's a A and B situation. So you either have See one myself or the other. out? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Black um, and white, no gray yeah. in between. The rock video phenomenon has made stars' appearances even more significant than before. For youth can't watch such blatantly sexual performances as David Lee Roth in their own living rooms. He and such erotic performances, performers as Billy Idol and Madonna can now be not only heard, but watched 24 hours a day. I wish. <laughs> I, at least they're... Actually, he's actually referring to like artists we know as sexual this time. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah. I'm not saying they're bad because of it. I'm just saying that they're actually known for some sexuality as opposed to like what we were getting examples of before. Like Brian Adams. Dude, yeah. a lot uh, of kids have been conceived to anything for you. Hell yeah, bro. Everything I do. Whatever that song yeah. is. That, that yeah. Like a bunch of kids have a middle name of Robin. Or Kevin, because of that. Why do you movie. think my kids are named Brian and Adam? <laughs> uh, the very names of certain rock groups are reek of sex. Steely Dan is named after a male dildo. 10 CCs base their name on being one cubic centimeter more than the average male's seminal seminal emissions. That's I knew that, and once I found that out, that's why whenever someone jokes about coming i go 10 cc's <laughs> i've done it on the show and i don't think you guys have caught it <laughs> so wait you've measured it's... your semen on the show no mentioned he mentioned <laughs> youtube and it yeah youtube anyway moving on you too you probably rather not read such things in a family oriented book but remember there these are these are the groups your children listen to yeah. And they probably already know this information. 
You need not fear this book, rather fear the rock stars that teens idolize as omnipotent oracles speaking the truth about life and love. Sounds metal as fuck. And then to close this chapter out, shocked though you may be, you probably must admit you know little about rock music and are unaware that sexually explicit albums are on public display throughout your city. What's worse? They may be in published? When was 87 87 yeah you have no idea you never walk past a record store worse they may have been in your own home adult ignorance contributes to the proliferation of rock pornography market to for your children he's not wrong now, with that he's not wrong no now like adult that, ignorance of the internet got me into a lot of trouble when i was young very true <clears throat> And look how you turned out. Um, <laughs> now that I know, <laughs> uh, now that I know, what can I do? You ask. Well, keep reading. Help now that lies I know, ahead. Help guys, lies ahead. Now, now that I know, what can I do? Keep reading. Keep reading. Does help lie ahead? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is that? Uh, okay, the, we go. My my mind went instead to uh what. Abandon hope, all ye who all enter. Ye. <laughs> oh, see, I'm making like under my breath jokes about the Wicket Gate because I'm a fucking literature nerd, and you guys mm. are just much cooler than I. Anyway, uh, we're gonna skip. Uh, Disagree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna skip chapter three, which is called Porn Rock. How do you rate it? Which is about pretty much about the PMRC. Um, but uh, we're gonna go to chapter four a chip off the old block. Man, I gotta tell you, sex really does sell because when you said that, it made me interested. I'd be like, Man, mm -hmm. why can't we read that? <laughs> yeah. I want to know about the it's it's not, it, yeah, it's not as good as you, I thought it was gonna be. I was like, Ooh, porn rock, let's read this. And this is like, Meh. Um, uh, but uh, this starts off, Your son acts just like you do, mom says. Whether the mother is frustrated or admiring, the result is usually the same. Dad flushes with pride. He wants his son to be just like him. Not but me. fuck no. that. <laughs> fuck that. Is that a... Are I've already like told that? my kids. Some are. Some. That's the thing that's fucked up is some parents see their kids as an extension of them oh. and definitely should not be like that. Uh, I like, want my but, kids uh, to be so much better than me. Don't be just like me. I made a lot of dumb shit choices. Yeah. Do, do better. Yeah. Please be better than me. For God's yeah. sake. I have a huge feeling that that's a, honestly a big problem with people in the church. Because mm -hmm. almost everyone I've talked to who has been to church has had parents that were like that to a degree. Where they were well, they like, found out the right way how to live. So and the <laughs> one true way to get to heaven. So they want your kids to do that. So um, I've never wanted to headbutt you before. <laughs> thank you. A Wesley uh, Willis headbutt or like an actual headbutt? Oh, no, like Jurassic Park fucking Land Before Time. <laughs> those dinosaurs with the dome heads. <laughs> uh, but for some parents, that flush turns into a blush. The gay revolution is upon us. And sons we wanted to be football heroes discover they would rather frequent gay bars. I have a feeling they're a lot more fun than football games. Just saying. 
unless you've been living in outer Mongolia, you know only too well that your today's child is threatened with unprecedented homosexual influence. What does he have against your... Mongolia? Fuck that guy. Mongolia He's a fan of cool. South Park. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping your child straight is no longer an assured outcome of child rearing, but a goal of the ad- ad- adamantly protected. But be a, but a goal to be adamantly protected. This is the moment where uh, that usually hits on every episode where we're like, and this is the sad, triggering shit that's really yeah. fucked up. Stop here we go. Funny. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Yay. I like to call that the 9-11 of the episode. <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, my God. Snarf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, don't you dare take that out. It, um, it, sh- it should have been forcing your children to live a life that they, they're not happy being and um, want to kill themselves well into their adulthood. Uh, is no I, longer I, an assured outcome of child rearing. That's what that I'm saying. Like, gay people did not exist before the 80s. So how yeah. did you get the first gay? If you're assured outcome of child rearing, Satan. it's a straight child. Satan Just... fucked the first man. What are you talking about? And made him gay. Adam? <laughs> That's the real reason uh, they got kicked out of Eden. It wasn't oh, Adam. Oh, yeah. Eve didn't it eat the apple. Sex. <laughs> Adam ate the snake, if you know what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> he, he, gave him, he, he gave him the first kid, and then the second kid gave the second kid. So the first kid gave the second kid. Yeah. And then the first kid killed the second kid. What? I don't want to get too much off of off of a topic here because we, you know, yeah. And maybe you know what? Hashtag behind the back. I'm going to save it for an acquisition question. Okay. I have a, yeah, I have it was a incest. Uh, <laughs> no, your repu- <laughs> Get this. Your reputation is affected by your child's behavior. Oh, that's important. I'm glad he said it. My child's uh, behavior is affected by my behavior. No, 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 no. He that can bears bring responsibility. <laughs> he can bring to your senior years either fulfillment or heartache. Oh my god! What the fuck? I didn't have these children just for me uh, to take care of me. That's you. That's, yes, you did. That's that's a pyramid scheme. He is a chip your off your old block. By your parents that they did constantly have you for those reasons. <laughs> uh, he is a chip off the old block, and undoubtedly you pray for his future to be un- untainted by perversion. Even if his sexual behavior did not affect your reputation in any way, you would know that the gay lifestyle is an ongoing exercise and frustration emotional ruin and with the coming of aids a downright threat a downright threat to life and it is against god's will you know i wonder if their rep this man's hypothetical reputation would be hypothetically tarnished by his hypothetical gay son if his hypothetical gay son was not gay but just kind of uh what is the male version of a slut you know, like a a slut. Yeah, cool I guess. Guy. Yeah, one of those a Fonzie I'm a cool guy. A fo- like you know, a guy who's out there yeah. breaking hearts and slinging wang. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Sam Elliott. I, I I wonder if it's a problem then, or if, if it's just because it's gay. It's a problem. just because it's gay. 
Uh, well, no, it's both, but uh, gay is more of a perversion than just sex before marriage. Um, the amount to which you can look at this stuff now as someone not in this bullshit anymore and understanding like the way people's brains work a little bit more and empathy and stuff, you just see that like this guy probably wanted to know what it was like to kiss a dude. <laughs> like really, he dreamt bad. of it yeah. a lot, and probably more than kissing. He probably wanted to eat the snake, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. He's <clears throat> making that a thing. He's the one Darren. The pipe. Yeah, he's the one daring the other dude to kiss him during spinning the bottle. <laughs> he's like, you want to play truth or dare? And the guy's like, truth. He's like, no, 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 no. It's dare. It's dare. <laughs> no, no, no. The, bo- <laughs> the bottle lands on another dude, and they're like, oh, spin it again. And he's like, no, 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 no. We got to follow the rules. Yeah. We got to follow. Come on. Let's just kiss real quick. It's, it'll be actually be funny, though. Everyone will think it's funny. Yeah, everybody will think it's cool. Yeah, let's just laugh. And the It'll only cool. truth question he asks other guys is, do you ever watch Gladiator movies? <laughs> <laughs> the real influences on style and morality are entertainment stars who have profound impact upon youthful sexual identity. With homosexuals coming out of the closet to stage frontal assaults on society's morals, it was inevitable that rock music would deal with the gay lifestyles as cultural reflections. How are there gay people coming out of the closet if, you know, raising men was so assured? What's the deal with gay people and coming out of the closet? (laughs) You'd think they'd want to be in there. There's more clothes. Why aren't they in there cleaning it up instead of coming out? (laughs) Various artists have reflect homosexuality in their appearance. Before his death, Keith Moon of The Who appeared in public wearing women's clothing. When the gay rock trend first hit in the early 70s, the Dolls, a New York City rock band, the New York Dolls, uh, sported lead singer David Johansson's wearing skin-tight trousers and platform heels and bass guitarist Arthur Kane in pink tights. I'd like to imagine. Pretty sure The Cure did that in the 79, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like They're imagine. not in here, oddly enough. Go ahead. He liked, he liked them. <laughs> yeah, he did. He I'm going I'm, I'm to cut Robert Smith a break. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I like to imagine him out of this. I like to imagine him going to uh, rock shows with binoculars and checking out everybody's pants. And be like, mm, oh, yeah, yeah, those are Bob, too what tight. are you doing? Look at those pants. <laughs> like no, to... that's too real. He probably did, though. He's I don't like, like him, that. He's elbowing. He's like, like cucumber. Pausing. He's like pausing the VCR during during music videos to like examine the angle <laughs> of the butt. Ooh, I don't like that at all. Elbowing yeah. people. He's like, are those tight to you? They look tight to me. They're really tight, right? <laughs> are those a cotton poly blend or poly era? <laughs> Got to get real close in there. No, those are Levi's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for years, Mick Jagger of the Rolling Stones had wore mascara to further flaunt his reported <laughs> bisexuality. Mick Jagger's bi? I don't know. I mean, he's had sex with so many people. I'm sure a few men have snuck in and didn't realize um, it. Yeah, Creed from the office. Oh, you don't have a vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Among the best known expression you've ever done. (laughs) The best known entertainments exploiting gay rock are Lou Reed and David Bowie. David Bowie. He rose to fame over a decade ago, sporting orange hair and laced high heel boots, moving effeminately to a rock beat. 
Bowie portrayed acts of copulation on stage with other males while <laughs> singing homosexual songs like Queen Bitch. Yeah. I mean, that's cool, Boy, right? I, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I think it's cool. But, you know, uh, Boy George, the lead singer, often plucked his eyebrows, <laughs> wore makeup, and dressed in shapeless smocks in a pork pie hat. I want to see that, that body. <laughs> oh yeah that is the problem isn't it i got so oh, mad jesus i was looking at all these tight videos. clothes tight clothes only i was looking at all the videos and there was no way to see those curves i was like how do i know if that's a boy how do i know <laughs> claiming that he and his group represented all cultures and sexes Elton John, pop music's talented oh. pianist with an enor enormous glasses, has been fairly outspoken about his sexual deviations. At least he called him a pop artist, not a punk. Yeah, yeah, not a yeah. That was that was Chrissy who said that. That was not in the book. I need to be factual about this. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna gaslight into everyone thinking that that's what was in the book. <laughs> Hashtag John John has been popular for well over a decade on and songs shows no signs of decline. Interestingly, oh my god, interestingly, oh my god. Interestingly, interestingly, his nineteen eighty-six song Nikita seems to have been addressed to a Russian male lover. Though the song's video shows Nikita is a woman. Nikita is almost always a man's name in Russian. I'm telling you, he is like looking at these and he's like, I'm seeing me. I know it's gay. <laughs> <laughs> Nikita, that's still, my ex's name. <laughs> oh, still, many still many performers are performing. Oh, okay, I need to take a Take a break Ooh. and say red yeah, leather, good. yellow leather, red, red leather, yellow. yellow. Yeah. Still, many performers <laughs> do. Yeah, everybody be dead by the time of this. Every time I messed up, they took a drink. Uh, still, no, I do you. I said you. Oh you me. Tea, take oh. a break and take a swig of your tea. Oh my! No, I got cherry coke today. Yeah, you guys are fucking with my algorithm. By the way, huh. you're not drinking from a jug or scratching your back. And Donovan, you didn't even have your fucking hat on. What is up with you two? Get your shit together. I put it I don't on. Know back scratcher is. <laughs> See, that's what's uh, going on. That's why we're all going off topic. <laughs> I like things the same. Still, many performers do try to cater to gays. Straight, straight they artists like they have money, right? Yeah, God they forbid. They have money. God forbid. We all just need to be catering to straight white men. <laughs> yeah. What would that be like? But not sexually. Wait, what? Um, <laughs> straight acts like Daryl Hall and John Oates. Oh felt God. obliged to attract gay crowds. For one album, they posed for the cover shot in heavy makeup. The video for... for Are, there, is he under the impression uh, that gay men like men in makeup? I think they they're look, just... He's under the impression that, that me, gay men only wear makeup. The only... you're If you wear makeup, you're gay. Because you're trying to be a feminine person? You're trying to I guess. That makes I'm sure gay. this fool wore makeup to get on TV. Like every time he's in those videos and stuff, you're going to tell me he didn't put some powder on I mean, one time. Someone yeah. mentioned that and he screamed and hissed. Yeah. <laughs> ah! he, he 
like Pee Wee Herman. He was in the chair. He had the smock thing yeah. over his clothes, and they were powder in his cheek. Wait a minute. Crying. Wait a minute. Is this makeup? <laughs> Does this make, make me gay, guys? He's just putting it on crying. This is what I do for my ministry. When, oh. <laughs> he, he makes out with dudes when he's, when he's wearing makeup, and he's like, I can do this when I'm wearing makeup. I'm only gay when I'm wearing makeup. <laughs> oh, that's a nice line. The, there we go. The video for Hall and Oates' song Possession Obsession contains some obvious homosexual scenes. I don't know that Olivia one. Newton. Olivia Newton-John's video for Physical yeah. has, has a humorous and perverse punchline. Yeah. The handsome, the handsome, muscular young men at Olivia's spa turned you out to calm down, be... dude. Calm down. This is Bob writing this, not me. You can only make people... No, but you're doing the voice. The and delivery. people are listening to this. You're going to make people drive off the road because they have huge... But Bob owners, he might, yeah. all, he, uh, he might boost slippery when wet guys. Am I right? <laughs> My cross is about to be erected. If you know what I mean, <laughs> Lift it up. <laughs> let me start that over. Sorry. The, the <laughs> handsome, muscular young men at Olivia's spa turned out to be gay and they walked out arm in arm, leaving Olivia with an overweight, but heterosexual patron. And that was and me, I... guys. They cast a guy who looked like me and it really <laughs> hurt my feelings because I thought the gay guys would go with me. I I like busted a nut like when they walked out of the gym, but then I saw the person, you know, the visual of me and I just, you know. When the screen so went bad. dark, I saw my yeah. reflection. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> I just felt shame. And my penis crawled inside my body. Uh, no, he was As Queens... until they held hands. When they held hands, he was like, ah, oh, they're gay. <laughs> I can like them if they're not gay. If they're gay, then I'm gay. Yeah, oh, um... no. <laughs> As Queen's appeal widened in the early 80s, lead singer Freddie Mercury changed his style, looking more like a butch homosexual with short cropped hair, neatly trimmed mustache, and body shirt. <laughs> You'd be fucking, you'd be fucking complaining if he was like that before, where he had long hair and shit. I'm just saying the word that comes to mind when I think of Freddie Mercury is butch. (laughs) I uh, I love his description. He's definitely into him. (laughs) He's like that that finely groomed mustache, Mm, that that cut. He was a good looking guy. That haircut, tight, tight, tight jeans, that big old mouth. That, that sexy, sexy overbite. Mm. He's a good-looking guy. I'd like to lick his teeth. Uh, gay rock groups have gone a long way to top Alice Cooper's outrages, claiming to be the reincarnation so of fucking gross. <laughs> I'd like to just scratch the plaque off those. My, my no, family no, no, no. upstairs isn't like, is he okay? He's screaming. <laughs> oh, Dad's just recording. His Chaz just said the grossest again. thing ever. Yeah, no, they're probably exactly what Chrissy just said. <laughs> Dad's doing the podcast. Yeah. Claiming to be the reincarnation of a 17th century witch, Alice began his career by appearing on stage dressed in women's clothing and wearing heavy mascara. 
in the 70s, Alice Cooper performances wedded perversion and violence as he chopped off a lifelike doll into pieces, made love to a writhing snake, and hung himself by the gallows. A real snake? No. no. He he didn't hurt the snake, right? No, he. I mean, he did have a snake on stage, so I guess it could be considered animal abuse with all the noise and everything. But but he wasn't penetrating the snake. He's not making no, I don't love f- to the snake. I don't think he's Tom Cruising the snake. But okay, because there's a limit. Um, like there's mean, a limit, and animal harm. Snake? He's not eating no, the snake. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Still, youth can't help but notice that some rock stars like David Bowie appear to live rich, successful, and happy lives, a powerful endorsement of sexual ambivalence. No matter how well we've trained our child to disdain sexual perversion, the insistent onslaught takes its toll. Your child may know homosexuality is wrong, but how long can he fend off his rock idol's insistence that gay is good? Then he'll wake up in the morning with a penis in his mouth. Parents, wake up. The storm, and it's not your stepfathers. Uh, oh, I don't know parents, if you made that up or not. I did make it up. Parents, wake up. The stormtroopers for the... Oh, my fucking God. Parents, wake up. The stormtroopers for gay liberation have attacked with guitars in hand. Fortunately... Few rock artists are actually gay, and gay rock trends are subsidized in the 80s. Oh, wait till you get to 2020, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Lil Nas X who? (laughs) Who's subsidizing the gay lifestyle? Because I haven't gotten any checks. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, these rock stars are. But uh, sadly, in some homes, the son isn't the ch- isn't a chip off his dad's block and cock rather he's oh. been re-whittled to more closely resemble the likes of david bowie if you don't want this to happen in your home this book is designed to help you uh, beat the fat your kid that was me that was sorry the word <sighs> feel great so um great let's move on i feel really yeah good. chapter five where did we go wrong Can we, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? i have uh, a few notes about where you might have gone wrong sounds like somebody felt a little guilty after writing that fucking chapter <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. why won't my kids talk to me anymore <laughs> i would like to just tag on that really quick and just say uh how desensitized you get to that kind of stuff when you're in it nonstop mm-hmm. and you're that stuff is like literally just the norm for anyone who yep. hasn't gone to church and if any because i know we get people that listen to this that like just are wondering what it was like uh that was normal like a hundred percent yo the f word was throw i'm sorry i used it it was just came out in anger with this with this fucking asshole i might just um, beep it so it stays in but you know what you said yeah so the f word was thrown around like a, a verb yes it, the, my uh, bible teacher said it yeah all the time in yeah. class he used it to was, joke it, about how he would throw smoke bombs at yeah um really, uh so yeah we good. uh yeah so it's like if you didn't grow up in the in the church if you're listening to this yeah. uh even some of the churches that some people might have grown up in they didn't hear this but 
numerous churches I went to, this word was is just it's it's either used ubiquitous. in anger it's or it's used as a joke or it's it's uh, thrown as an insult. It's everywhere. Uh, I had it's it, used I had every a, form of a word now. Yeah, I had a youth pastor yell it at me and my friends at a parking lot in a grocery store. He said, "What's up, f words?" And I was just like, "Cool, man." He was trying so um, hard to be the cool guy. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, chapter five, knock, just, knock. Sorry, I just wanted to make sure we pointed that out because I know sometimes people hear that and they're like, oh, that's so extreme. But, like, for yeah, real, that's just, so. that's how it was. Like, it was every day. Every day. Like, everyday life, you know. Yeah. That's so. why it's so hard for me sometimes uh, when people talk about, like, they're reclaiming the word queer. Um, mm -hmm. Because I still I'm, don't feel, yeah. I don't like yeah. it. I don't because I, I got bullied and called queer a whole lot when I was younger. Yeah. Um, I get it. I get it. I just don't. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like yeah. hearing it because I'm always it when I hear it. I'm like, oh, am I about to be made fun of? Yeah. I don't know. Am it just doesn't sit up? right. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't sit right. To me, it feels like the kind of thing like where you hear certain words and you feel that weird twinge of Christian guilt sometimes in the back of your head. It's that kind yeah. of thing for me, where if I hear it, I'm like, is someone being insulted or accosted right now? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then yeah. I get in that defensive but it, state like, where I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Even when I was alert. a kid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even even when I was a kid and like well into teenage years, we would play this game where we throw a football That's up in the air and whoever had it, you had to tackle them. Mm -hmm. And that game was either called Fumble Rumble or Smear or, the Queer. Yeah. yeah. Um, no. Tackle the guy with the football, which is yeah. what it's kind of called now. But yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So it's uh, yeah. But uh, sorry if that was uncomfortable. Um, but uh, chapter oh, five. That was great. I loved it. I loved it. Where did we go that. wrong? <laughs> <laughs> knock, <laughs> knock, knock. Who's you try there? to rouse your husband. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Honey, wake up. There's someone at the door. You fumble for your light switch. It's it's midnight. Who the? <laughs> oh God! Ugh, what the fuck is going on? Uh, we should. Oh, did? You... Oh no! What happened? She said she she'd be staying overnight with a friend. Finally, both of you awaken and head to the front door. You open it. There stands your daughter and a police officer, who turns out to be a stripper. Uh, what <laughs> Happy could... birthday, mom and dad! <laughs> Is this your child? Has somebody been a bad boy? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get you something I knew you'd never get yourself—a male stripper. I'm gonna hit you with my billy club. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what could she have done wrong? She can't even look at you. She hangs her head in shame. I touched a. There's pee -pee. a stunt. There's. A... <laughs> There's a stunned silence. Then the officer says, she I've just picked up. <laughs> okay. We have to take her away. You have to finish this because I have to hear it, but I'm also about to wet my pants. So you have to finish it because I really want to hear what the daughter did. We have to put her in the penal system for touching a penis. Okay. <laughs> uh, I've just picked up your daughter for driving under the influence of drugs. We'll have to take her and book her. Would you like to come along in 10 <laughs> seconds? I don't know. In 10 seconds, your world disintegrates. Other parents have problems with their children who take drugs, but not you. 
This is yours a is a Christian family. home. Yeah, <laughs> yours is a Christian home. You raised your daughter in church and Sunday school. This is a nightmare. <laughs> the police officers wait for your answer. Yes, we'll come with you. Won't you come in and have a seat while we'll get ready? The what two of you don't look at each <laughs> Sounds like at the beginning of a porno, to be real honest with you. What fucking <laughs> come on in? Is a stepdaughter arrested? <laughs> is a person arrested, a child or anybody, and they stop at your parents' house like, hey, we're going to the station. You won't come you with won't us. Come? <laughs> you want to ride along? What the fuck? That's why I'm saying, you know, this is a white fucking family. Like, yeah, hey, in the middle hey, of suburbs, yeah. Hey, Mr. Thomas, I saw your daughter at church this weekend, so I figured, you know, I'd bring her home. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Seventh crazy. heaven shit. Yes. Um, yeah, oh, oh, my God, God. yes. Yes. Yeah. And we all know right. what happened with that dad. <laughs> fucking, I was going to, I'm going to do an episode on him. Are we fucking better? Because that fucking audio on that shit is fucked. Yep. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the two of you don't look at each other while you dress, but convert uh, convert glances reveal the same question on both of your faces. Where did we go wrong? All the plans and hopes for your daughter have been crushed. She'll bear the stigma the rest of her life and perhaps a jail record. Her future in yours is a big question mark. The family's reputation has been tarnished. People will regard you as a failed parent. And all of these fears crash down upon you. One question must be answered. Where did we go wrong? <laughs> I love the concern for yourself, <laughs> not the child. Yeah. It was just yeah. brought to yeah. you by a cop. Like, oh. Yeah, your, your, yeah your, parent, your kid gets arrested once and like your life is fucking over. Come on. Um, Talk about before you stink... <laughs> yeah, before you sink into self-condemnation, you must realize the probing that your past parental role is probably pointless. Chances, you didn't do anything wrong. Chances are you tried to raise your child properly, but there's one reason for your daughter's disaster you may never can discern. You may, <laughs> falsely you may falsely assume that your training and advice were the major influences on your child's life. But I've got some news for you. Someone else occupied her ears and mind more. Someone communi co communicates more with her in one day than you do in a week. And someone isn't a teacher, her pastor, or schoolmate. Stop and think for a moment. What is she exposed to daily? Music. It's not your fault. It's just the kids who were bad. You did all the right things as a parent. It's just that yeah. one time she listened to Hall and Oates, and now she likes it up the butt. <laughs> yeah, you beat your kids. Like, why does he have a meth problem? You beat the shit out of him and allowed him to get molested. And yep. you know, like, no, no, why? no. It's not you your did parenting. everything right. It's yeah. not your parenting. Your child yep. made its own choices. Yep. Yep. Now it's on they should have just stepped out of the situation. Yeah. Uh -huh. You may have done your better. best as a the fucking kids know better. <laughs> That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Uh, you may have done your best as a parent, but it's hard to counter that constant absorption uh, of pro drug attitudes prevalent in today's music. That's very true. It's the music fault, not yeah. yours as a parent. 
I'm waiting for him to use some examples <sighs> that are probably anti-drug. In the 1960s, a drug rock song declares that the youth should take a magic carpet ride <laughs> or a journey to the center of your mind. The Beatles sang, I get high with a little help from my friends. Hell yeah, you that the latter song became a pop standard illustrates how our culture is desensitized to the off-the-cuff drug references. It's just about being high on life with your friends. The only thing you need to be high on is Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to skip over a lot of the stupid examples, but uh, uh, for every rock star done in by dope, another comes <laughs> along to claim the cause of substance abuse. But what of the dead? Who purchases their records and supports their drug habits? Mm -hmm. Who yelled for another encore and pushed the pressures of stardom beyond endurance? Their fans, that's who. Maybe your own son or daughter. So the kids killed the rock stars. <clears throat> Whose fault is it? What is happening? The chicken or the egg? <laughs> it's always the children's fault, as we've oh learned God. from James Dobson. That's very true. Manipulation and evil. Original sin has to be beaten out of us. Again, it's going to be another it's going to be another inquisition question. I but you guys are I I've I've got a good one for you. I'm really unhappy with this way the, the things that snarf. Please, can we change the subject cuz I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost done with this chapter, so please. <laughs> Encouraging your child to boycott the music of artists who advocate or the use of drugs could save this generation a lot of misery. It could also save your family from the midnight knock at the door. Beyond moderating the music your child listens to, considering and consider the importance of your own lifestyle. Kids are always watching their parents, and they notice when mom or dad uses alcohol, muscle relaxers, or tranquilizers to cope with stress. Man, it really is unlikely in the churches, huh? Everybody yeah, yeah, and this <laughs> is like getting through the day. Fucking quaaludes. <laughs> yeah, I get it, bro. <laughs> it's very specific, though, isn't That's it? Is what were quaaludes such a big problem in the church at this time? His or is he I, just his wife was reading this like you motherfucker? Yeah, <laughs> you you, I knew you were stealing my valium. I knew you were <laughs> telling the whole world about my problems, huh, Bob? Yeah. <laughs> it is unlikely that you are using any illegal substances. But do you ever find that chemicals help you unwind or face a stressful situation? Yes. If you do, be sure, be sure your child has noticed. An occasional use of a prescribed muscle relaxer is no crime, mm -hmm. but be aware that our whole culture is oriented towards seeking pleasure and avoiding pain. A quick little toot of coke before a sermon will get you straight through. <laughs> Don't do a line. <laughs> little key bump. Yeah. <laughs> no, we call it toots here. It's cuter. <laughs> a little bit off the web of your web of your thumb there. We call that a ducky. Whenever <laughs> 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 I'm at church and I go quack quack. Or I go, uh, Blaine, that's not a name of a man, that's a hardware appliance. That's, that's a ducky line oh from God. Pretty in Pink. <laughs> Jesus goddamn Christ. 
Oh, chapter six, deprogramming your child. Oh, yeah, okay. Good afternoon, sir, she said, smiling broadly. My name is Lori. The pedestrian is taken taken aback for a moment. Nobody smiles or stops to speak on a busy city street anymore. Unless what they're does trying she... to preach at you. What does she want? Before that question is answered, she pins a bright red carnation on your lapel. I represent an organization that is feeding starving children in the third world. Could you make a donation to our wealthy cause? Worthy cause. Sorry, not wealthy. Worthy cause. He is intrigued by her fresh smile and pleading look. Who wouldn't trust such an innocent looking lady? He reaches into a pocket and pulls out a dollar bill. Don't you have something larger? Babies are dying every day because we don't have enough money to give them. For a moment, he ponders the request. She's right. A dollar sure won't buy much these days, and this young solicitor doesn't look trust does look trustworthy. Screech! A sedan, a sedan pulls up to the curb. The doors fly open, and two men jump out. One of them clamp his hands over Lori's mouth, while the other twist her arm into a hammerlock. The pedestrian is stunned as he watches Lori forcibly shoved into a car. The door slams. The woman driver speeds away, careening through traffic. The woman driver. Uh, yeah. Question. Are we reading a different book now? Did we switch no, over to John Grisham? No. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what the fuck is going on right now. Who is Lori? No, no, no. It's a Tom Clancy novel. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what should he do? Should he run to the nearest policeman? How could, but he, he sorry, he could, but it would be pointless. The two men were her father and brother, and the driver were her mother. Was her mother? This was not a kidnap, but an abduction. The car is on its way to a motel where professional deprogrammers wait. What? That yeah, lady's, still probably going to co- talk to the police because this... I'm not going to assume <laughs> that's her dad. Nah, nah. <laughs> nah, they're pointless. just deprogramming her. It's cool. Yeah. Is this going to start going pro? What just happened? The just wait, the smiling young lady. She's a member of a religious cult and has forsaken all to follow her guru. That's you still temple Christianity, right? Yeah. Right. The temple she attends owns her worldly possessions it and is controlling like force in her life. Yep. Oh, so communism too. <laughs> Communist. For her Christ. parents. <laughs> her parents haven't seen her since the day she disappeared a year ago. No letters, no phone calls, nothing. But for a friend who recognized her in a distant city, Lori might never have been found. And abducted. Her parents never cared for the kind of music Lori listened to. They dismissed her interest as a passing teenage fad. The philosophy and lifestyles of her rock heroes were never scrutinized. Too bad. She listened to the Beatles. One, this is a Beach Boys household. <laughs> one look at her favorite records would have uncovered a major culprit in Lori's conversion to the world of cults. Can't wait to hear those vinyl, those vinyl pressings and cardboard jackets were more than just sexy orifices to put your penis in. <laughs> oh fuck you! <laughs> they, they were, <laughs> they were more than mere entertainment. Through them, the religious, the, philosoph- 
the religious philosophies of the East were meeting the teenage minds of the West in the process Kipling's dictum, East is East and West is West and never the twain shall meet was being proved wrong. What What records were found in Lori's library? Bob Larson? (laughs) What are you talking about? Your children are going to join cults. Yeah, but he's making up some dumb shit about the East and the West meeting as a metaphor. And then he's like, and they should never meet. But it's like, but you made that up. (laughs) But the East and the West Uh, can never meet. You can always go West and go around the earth and keep going West. Yeah. Whereas if you go North enough, you're going to end up going South. That's how circles work. I, I learned that in kindergarten. I, I get that, but I'm saying like he's making it sound like that when it's not that, and then he's like saying, and that won't work, but it's not what it is. You know what? I was only half listening because I was putting my hair up. So, you know, disregard. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, on the tap- top of the stack was an early album by the Moody Blues. Oh. It's mm. title. In search of the lost chord refers to a mystical concept of musical chords that with with supernatural vibrations. I heard like, there was yeah. a secret chord. Yep. The day yes. The, the an album from the group Yes was entitled oh. "Tales from Topographical Oceans." The jacket explains with lyrics were based on Hind- the Hindu scripture- scriptures. <laughs> the moment you said oceans, Donovan started shaking his head like, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> Not going realize. in there. Don't yeah. care what religion it is. I didn't even realize I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting here like, this is so shit. <laughs> this One example. The awakens. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> Fuck! The Straub's record, Grave New World, which included a quotation from Buddha and a prayer of praise dedicated to the Egyptian sun god, Ra. One of the more... Was it the beginning of that Lady Gaga song, that Ra, Ra? Ra, 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 Ra. Bob Larson had a heart attack the first time he heard that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's what his heart attack sounds like. Definitely a heart attack. Tight pants. (laughs) That's definitely a bad romance. (laughs) Good one, Donovan. Uh, One of the most zealous rock stars to espouse transcendental thought was British star Gary Wright, a follower of... I can't pronounce this. Uh, he spoke in his hit Dreamweaver of traveling to astral planes out of body experiences. He composed the tune while meditating under a pyramid. Uh, Mike Love of the Beach Boys has ardently promoted transcendental, I can't say this, meditation. Transcendental. Cla- yes, meditation and claims to have fasted to an, the extent he attempted communication with nature and birds. Listen, you're only supposed to fast if it's a punishment because you did something bad for God. <laughs> okay? You don't do it so that you do better. You do it so that you feel bad. God damn, these people are from Satan. I'm I'm going to skip over where they talk a lot about the Beatles and John Lennon because I feel like we've beaten a lot of that to death. Um, oh, after you, looking through... feel that way? <laughs> a little bit, but I, I do, I did keep some in here. Uh, after looking through her, after looking through her album, Lori's parents might have understood 
how she could have so readily converted to a strange religious cult, for the cult's teachings weren't that strange. Lori had already encountered their doctrines, what she'd been taught at the temple. She had previously absorbed daily in her bedroom because Lori's favorite artist was George Harrison. That almost I'm starting to think Lori might not actually exist. I don't know about you. What fellas. are you talking about? Uh, you know what? I really why was George? I didn't even think that. And then when you said that, that made complete sense. And now I'm pissed at myself for just believing this Christian dude, because that's what I used to do. Yep. <laughs> Same. Why, why has George Harrison so zealously expounded Eastern mysticism in his days with the Beatles? He turned John, Paul, and Ringo eastward to the Masharai Mahashi Yoga Yogi. I don't know. I'm terrible. Sorry. Forgive me. Well, also, um, we weren't allowed to look or read or know anything about any of this, so we yeah. uh, never learned how to pronounce uh, yeah. yogi names, and so blame yeah. that on our perfect upbringings. If you want to watch something that respectfully teaches you how to pronounce these things and treats it with respect, go watch The Love Guru. There you go. Yeah, that's the one movie I point to when to learn about Eastern religions. Yep. <laughs> one of Lori's albums by George Harrison was entitled Living in the Material World. The cover pictures a hand holding a symbol taken from the Bhagavad Gita. Harrison's only... Yeah, Harrison also sings the Om chant, an utterance that is supposed to be a symbolic expression to the Hindu godhead. So you can't hum Many, guy. No. Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it Yeah. He's got a he's coming for everybody, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, many of Lori's other albums reveal mystical roots, but that does her parents little good now. It's too late. Perhaps they can deprogram her, but the emotional scars left by the uh, psychologically brutal procedural only augment the trauma of her past in the cult. If only her parents had paid attention to the albums in her room, Lori's story might have been different. Is this Maybe. not the same fellow who just said, if your kids go the wrong way, it's not worth looking back and checking your behavior because it's just yeah. the music's fault? It's not your fault. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it's too late for your family. A mm, simple probably. check of your child's records may prevent heartache and disaster. Oh, man. But then if you find the Eagles, it's going to be some heartache tonight. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna do the last chapter here for today. It's chapter seven, sympathy for the devil. Um, uh, while other families indiscriminately watch TV, you closely monitor your child's viewing habits. <laughs> Every day begins with devotionals and ends with prayer. Ew. If your son walked into the house with a satanic Bible under his arm, it would go straight into the trash can. <laughs> if your daughter tried to experiment with a Ouija board. In the darkness in a room, you'd stop it immediately. Right but are some, in. yeah, for later for me to take out. Your, um, your son kissing a boy. The boy goes straight in the trash can. Later for me to take out. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like the upbringing from the beginning of Carrie. You know. Yeah. That sounds like yeah. the same household. Yeah. Your daughter comes uh, home and has her period. Beat her with a crucifix. <laughs> 
Sounds like the Delisle household. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, but the, such measures sufficiently for family living in but the wait, midst of my what childhood Delisle, not the current Delisle house. No, I yeah, yeah. We, yeah, I got it. Yeah. Look, man, I just feel like sometimes I gotta clarify. You guys know me. Yeah. <laughs> you know who but I am. I Why are you it. holding that crucifix like a bat, though? Because uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> my kid owes me five dollars i just heard uh, some spill i'll be right back <laughs> <laughs> but are such measures sufficient for a family living in the midst of today's occult explosion is it possible that while you proclaim your house a house of the lord other gods are extolled under your roof is the stereo in your child's room an altar to darkness that dispenses the devil's liturgy? liturgy. Fuck, I want it to be now. That's cool as hell. To some, such suspicions are tainted with fantasism. You remember the 50s with the jungle beat of rock and roll was reviled by the clergy and mus musicians alike. And have you forgotten that Elvis twitching pelvis was considered the epitome of vulgarity and black rhythm and blues was called heathen but rock is heard everywhere today you are accompanied by its relentless rhythm in shops and restaurants on the job and in the car could anything be so per persuasive so could anything so persuasive be sinister aren't popular singles singers simply declaring the virtues of love albeit with some vulgarity and profanity if that's what you think take a journey through the world of occult themes and rock scene in the rock scene be prepared for a jolt your generations indulgent in sex and alcohol but some of today's entertainment heroes have uh, have added other vices satanism and the occult you guys ready those are my favorite. Yes. I, I mean, occults and Satanism and killing a chicken, sacrificing <laughs> to the devil and getting my dickin. <laughs> Elton John's lyricist Bernie Toppin once decorated his walls with satanic art and said, The occult fascinates me. Oh man, now that okay. I'm realizing how much I read about serial killers as a teenager and that was my explanation, now I didn't, I might see why my parents were a little concerned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Todd Rundgren went from Egyptology, Egyptology? Egyptology to excessive indulgence of pot <laughs> and the mystical ways of Sufism. What's that? Uh I, it's uh, his album Raw was dedicated to the Egyptian sun god, so I guess it has something to do with that. Like, um, like, like the religion, the like, isn't it Sufi is a religion? Sufism, S U F I S M. Oh yeah, that's right. something. Yeah, I think I think it's an African. It was was it in the Mummy? I don't know. Um, it might have been. If it wasn't in the Mummy, it wasn't real. Snarf. Hundred uh, <laughs> percent real. <laughs> I feel oh, like the people that, that comment on our Instagrams. Oh, okay. So Sufism, um, it is a mystic body of religious practice found within Islam, which is characterized okay. by a focus on Islamic purification. I'm not going to click on this and do the whole thing, but like um, yeah, divine love and knowledge through the direct personal experience of God. 
<clears throat> devil it worship. Sounds pretty, pretty wicked. The only devil thing I worship. know about that yeah. is there's a song called Sufi Woman by Jidenna where he just talks about a woman he has the hots for. So that's awesome. all I know. Go listen to that. That's a good song. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just kind of like our Instagram was that dude that was like commenting on slavery and like beating slaves oh. and was like, well, there's no accounts in the Bible of anybody beating slaves. I was like, but there's a there law is. saying that you can, you just can't kill them. Dude. And then, and he, so they made the to... law for a reason. He's, well, there's no accounts of it. And I'm like, well, and then he kept saying the thing about, uh, there, that the women that were being taken to be married weren't sex slaves and that none of the slaves were sex slaves because it just said they were just slaves and that eventually yeah. they, they married, so that, that it was all consensual. And I was like, you understand spousal rape is a thing, right? And then he was mm. like, and then I asked him, I was like, what constitutes as rape to you, buddy? And then he kept not answering me. <laughs> and then he'd be like, you're asking yeah. too many questions, but then answer Chaz with like four paragraphs. <laughs> well, you're yeah. you're asking all the good ones. I just, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we make laws for things that happen all the time. It's fucking and gross. I'm sure that like the, the ethics of whether someone can reasonably consent when they're a slave is a fun topic he's never thought of no it was clear yeah. it was very yeah. clear <laughs> yeah maurice white of earth wind and fire confesses involvement in palmistry astrology and tm and ufos hell yeah oh. the oh. fucking amazing bro the name this all these books have just made earth wind and fire so much cooler to me and i don't even mm -hmm. know them you don't listen like to earth, i just want fire no, not really. I mean, there's a couple songs I've heard. Have you heard their version of Gotta Get You Into My Life? Probably. I, I work it's at a grocery store, man. So fucking good. Like, you could, like, seriously, I'm not trying to be like Grandpa Corner. Everyone that's listening to this, go listen to, like, go to their thing on Spotify, find their playlist, like The Essential, and just listen to it. It's so fucking good. I'm not What joking. is it again? I already forgot. What is it's it again? Their, their essential playlist on Spotify. Just go to their artist page and just listen to that yeah, whole they, playlist. Yeah. Every fucking song is good. Okay. I'll do it. I, I swear by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Like, that's one of my favorite. Like, you know, like, there's bands that just give you pure serotonin. That's them for mm. me. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Cannibal Corpse. Uh, the name of the group, the name of the group was chosen to encompass the elements with wind representing their music and fire derived from white's astrological astrological sign sagittarius his faith was initiated by a study of buddhism resulting from his involvement in martial arts <laughs> this guy really doesn't like jackie chan <laughs> you know though i can't i guarantee Say like, no! <laughs> My, at the beginning my kid goes to taekwondo three times a week in the beginning of every class they have to like they go on their knees and they they bow to the 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 senseis and they bow to the mm -hmm. the, the flag and they bow to the upside down burning cross and i could see how people <laughs> might take that like the wrong way but it's yeah. just it's just part of the it's just part of the practice it's about having you know but do they call discipline. Yeah. do they call it a ritual no, then it's just good. the beginning of class. You're good then. You're good. You're good. It's just the thing you do every time when class starts. By definition, it's a ritual, but as long as they don't call no, it that, you're good. It's like pledging the allegiance. Mm, okay. It's yeah. just a thing you do. I got gotcha. you. Not a ritual Blindly. of any kind. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, so he talks a little bit. <laughs> he talks a little about Led Zeppelin's uh, connection to Aleister Crowley and whatnot, and then he says that's shocking. Nothing's compared to the occult involvement of some of the best-known rock and pop performers. Before his death, Jimi Hendrix was deeply involved in in the demonic supernatural. He wore a hoppy Indian medicine shirt and said he came from an asteroid belt off the coast of Mars. Jimi claimed to see UFOs filling the skies above the Woodstock Rock Festival. Jimmy also took LSD, so maybe we shouldn't like take things too seriously. Brain was guy's brain was borderline melted. Yeah. Did you, yeah. Did you guys listen to a lot of Jimi Hendrix? Not a no. lot. Oh, I, no. I, I just imagine that he, him, and you know him and I, I wouldn't trust a whole lot of things Timothy Leary says either, just because it's like. Oh no no no! no. Yeah, you know, yeah, buddy, yeah. that's too that's too many of the LSDs. Yeah. Uh, now we go through a little list of bands that have occult connections real quick. Uh, Stevie Nicks has dedicated her songs during her concerts to all the witches of the world. Yeah. Other rock artists whose music has explored occult themes include Stevie Wonder, his album. Song in the Key of Life was scheduled for release to coincide with his astrological sign Taurus. He's literally... Daryl... You're literally saying all my favorite fucking stuff right now. Like literally, hey, and you're just I'm making them joking. cooler. These are all my favorite bands and shit in high school. Every fucking single one I'm saying. I'm the Daryl devil. Hall. <laughs> if he brings up the Aquabats, then I'm in trouble. Right. I'm going to punch the fucking computer. <laughs> they had a cool party. A real cool pool party. What? Um, they really liked pizza day. <laughs> uh daryl hall like jimmy page hall was a follower of aleister crowley oh and admitted really hates hall and initiate i was not magic. this much hate of hall and notes in these books i know really like this is not where i thought this was going i'm loving it though <laughs> he claims his song winged bull is dedicated to the ancient celtic religion algar jardin Hal Jardine, Jardine, a member of the Beach Boys. Jardine has his astrological charts done to determine previous incarnations. Jackson Brown. Brown says his song, Rock Me on the Water, has mythological significance and declares reincarnation is a certainty. It's a belief. I thought it was about sex on a waterbed. No. How can something be a certainty and a belief? So if it's a certainty, then it doesn't need to be a, a belief. It's a certainty. I don't I, know. I'm it's being cert- overly yeah, pedantic again. Let me just, let's go. I mean, just- Jackson <laughs> Brown, I'm sure, used a bunch of drugs. So, uh, Tangerine Dream. Oh, shit, what? The group, the group performed in the 13th century cathedral while smoking pot and urinating on its pillars. Hell that is fucking awesome. You know, I didn't I, know that um, was a band. I thought that was a ice cream flavor. So they do like that. all. It's like all synth instrumentals mostly and stuff like that. I don't. I, don't I think they were hired to do J- Jodorowsky's Dune movie to do the soundtrack that eventually Toto took over for the '84 one. The, one um, of their oh, and that, they did a lot of that throat singing. 
No, 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 that would have been cool, though. <laughs> I think the um, thing they're most known for right now is they did the score for the GTA 5 soundtrack. That's like, did they? Yeah, that's one of the biggest things. Oh, that's cool. Now. So, like, it, it's very, like, synthy and just, like, like vibey. It's really fucking cool. I like them a lot. Um, Dr. John, I don't know who this is. What? Uh, you don't know who Dr. Ordinary... John is? No. He did um, Right Place, Wrong Time, Down in New Orleans. Must have been the right place. But oh, okay, okay. Time. I know all these songs, but I don't know the yeah, 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 people. Cool. Uh, an ordained <laughs> minister in Louisiana Church of Witchcraft, Hell Dr. Yeah. John, wears voodoo necklaces. He's fucking dope, dude. M- Meatloaf. <laughs> the album... The album Bad Out of Hell features pictures of demons and tells of a mutant biker who rides out of the pit of hell. Composer, composer Jim Steinman says, I've always been fascinated by the supernatural and always felt rock was a perfect idiom for it. Hell yeah, man. And then you had to find the right chubby dude to sing these sexy songs. <laughs> hell yeah. Santana. Yeah. Oh my God! Please, no! Please don't. Shut up, Black Santana. <laughs> this early album, Abacras, is that how you spell it? Ab A B R A X A S. Abraxas. Abraxas was named after a witchcraft demon. David I had, Bowie. I had to listen to Santana every twenty minutes on repeat when I worked at the mall. And now whenever was, I hear it was, was it the so, Rob Yeah, yeah, Rob Thomas. Yeah. It was the Rob Thomas Santana song. <laughs> and now whenever it comes on, I get like I start thinking that I still work in retail. And like yeah, it's not yeah. it's it's yeah. bad. It's bad news. It's bad news. Yeah. I hate when I hear it too because I still realize I work in retail. Um, <sighs> I'm sorry. I I'm not the type of person who can talk to people all day, and I respect the hell out of you for doing it. I uh, David Bowie. Get obsessive about things I like, <laughs> and I like that song, so I just voluntarily listen to it a lot, like a dummy. Yeah, mad respect <laughs> to you. I can't do it. I can't. Agree. I can't. I can't. It's so bad for champion. my mental health. Oh, uh, David Bowie purchased a record player to play records backwards because so did I. he because he believed. Songs from his Young Americans albums resembled Tibetan spiritualistic chants. At one stage of his career, he reportedly drew pentagrams on his wall and made hexes while candles burn. Few groups have topped the Rolling Stones for displays of blatant interest in evil. One of their early albums was entitled Their Satanic Majesty's Request. Um, yes, but that was like a play on, I think their passport said their, uh, Royal Majesty's request or something like that. Something Uh, that had to do with the, with the monarchy. Um, yeah. Uh, Richard's Jagger composition, sympathy for the devil Mm -hmm. became an unofficial satanic, satanic anthem. In the song, Lucifer himself speaks and requests courtesy and sympathy for all who he he meets, or for all who meet him. Sorry, wow, that was rough. Um, do you guys know you know sympathy for the devil, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, Great it was song. it's I heard it the first time because I'm sheltered. I heard it the well, I don't know. Snarf. I heard it the first time when I watched Interview with the Vampire, because it's the closing song in that. Okay. And I thought it, it was is, made yeah. just for that movie. For okay. a long time I could see until that. I ran, found out it wasn't. And it's a great song. It's a great song. And I heard it yeah. a lot of times because I watched that movie until it fell apart. Yeah. Uh, the ultimate the first time I heard that, but I do remember like feeling bad listening to it when I was a kid. Being like, oh my God, this is evil. <laughs> I didn't even know it was about Satan for the longest time. I didn't know so... it was called Sympathy for the Devil. My Somebody neither, said, yeah, I like for the longest time, I was like, oh, you mean the vampire song? That was that was one big thing that I did do with my father a lot was get explained songs and lyrics oh, okay. a lot. Like he would sit me yeah. down and be like, this song means this. Do you understand it? One, I've never shared this, but one of the songs he did that with was called uh, Tears in the Sun. Do you know that song? Or Seasons of the Sun. Do you know that song? We had Who's joy, it by? We had fun. Chun, we had, we had seasons. seasons in the he sun. He sat me down super young and told me that song was about suicide. And explained what it was and what suicide was. Interesting. What this guy, how this guy was explaining it to his family, and I'm just and so yeah. I that song stuck with me that way for the rest of my fucking life. I'm like, I won't let my kids listen to it because I'm like, if they ever ask, I'm gonna be like, it's nothing. <laughs> What's it's about? A about? sunny fucking day. Right. It's about winter. Winter is coming. Let's watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> so much more appropriate. Right. <laughs> the, the ultimate stones embodiment of dark images came on their album Goat's Head Soup, part of which was recorded at a Haitian voodoo ritual. Okay. The group that I love this part. This this might part just might be for the metalheads out there. The group Sam. Hain, S-A-M, space, H-A-I-N, a so name like, taken. Okay, you're going to explain. Like somebody's name, Sam, and then Hain. Yeah, um, but this it yeah. wants to be like a mis- mispronunciation of Samhain. Yeah, but, but it's. The holiday. It's, yeah, um, uh, it, but it's actually the Danzig band. Um, uh, a name taken from the Luciferian Lord of the Dead features what could be called Death Rock. Their most recent album is entitled On Holy Passion. Roland Danzig of the group says, quote, I'm really into skulls and bones and things. We are definitely into the gore scene. We have a slightly different approach to death than most people. If you don't understand or realize what death is, you won't be able to enjoy life. So I mean, I kind of agree with that, though. Yeah, right. He, he could have just talked about the misfits, though, instead of. He could have done a lot know. of things. He's trying he to seem done cool, a lot of dude. things. I have a feeling a lot of these people are trying to seem cool, like they know what they're talking about by choosing B sides. Like they're mm. acting like they did a lot of research by being like, oh, this is their side project. So I know what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> well, then spell the fucking right. name right. You're right. Did you say it was Sam Hain? It, Sam it's Samhain, but but it's it's like it's S A M space H A I N. It's supposed to be one word. That's how they yeah. spell it on their albums. Okay, yeah, it's, so. it's, isn't it? Is it Sam Hain? Is that how he says it? I yeah. I didn't hear anything you guys said because Grayson came down here and I had to help him. For oh, okay, yeah, yeah, they're talking. Yeah, they're talking about Danzig's side project after okay, the yeah, That's what I thought. I thought. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, you should have just won uh, the group. That's, that's fucking this guy's a dummy. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
the band Celtic Frost released the album Emperor Returns, showing Lucifer with a serpent's tail and twin horns, his snake-like body entwined with three nearly nude women. Oh, snap. And before he became a single rock act, singer King Diamond performed with his band Merciful Fate. It was widely rumored that Diamond anointed his audience with human blood, filled a doll with pig entrails, and sacrificed it. Hell it's yeah. performance art. Yeah, love King Diamond. Um, uh, to close out this chapter really quick in the show for the day, not all occult and satanic influences in music is so obvious, of course. The song Undercover Angel illustrates the sub... <laughs> This is another song my father told me all about. <laughs> By which occult themes sneak into rock music. The singer spoke of a midnight fantasy to whom he made love in a bed. The song seemed to reflect upon a young man's longing as he dreamed nightly of an imaginary lover. But in fact, the song was based on an occult phenomenon of succubus. A human male cohabiting with a materialized female demon spirit. For more, the see song. the original Ghostbusters movie. Hell yeah. <laughs> there is no Dana. There is only Zool. No, I'm uh, talking about the blowjob ghost. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd, baby. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. I didn't know what that was for a long time. Mm-hmm. Took me a uh, long time. I think they cut that on the Such- TV version, didn't they? I think so. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Such songs perform probably do less harm than the outright satanism of some of the performance mentioned above but the undercover angel is a good example of seemingly innocuous songs that is underneath a flirtation with the world of darkness you guys you guys know that song no i probably do if you sing it undercover angel midnight fantasy i hope you play it behind this oh i'm gonna fucking not play it because the breakdown of it yeah is not insane, because it's it's him having sex with the mosh fart and it's like the, the what Mouse was part? there a heavy mosh fart you said there was during the breakdown no 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 no, no, no. The they hit the china symbol the, the, no the it's the banjo it's, breakdown it's, oh it's him having sex with this specter or whatever and he, and he goes i said what i said who 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 i said oh yeah oh god love it oh yes that was a great fucking bonding moment this entire episode is grandpa corner yeah lastly uh suppose you discover your child is listening to satanic music perhaps he he owns such records a concerned parent you might want to take action you might want undercover angel (laughs) undercover angel i couldn't get it out Coming to you at an adult bookstore. Coming on you in an adult bookstore near you. Uh, Pornhub.com slash XCOMPOD. <laughs> For 10% off. You want your house to serve the Lord, a desire that will be profoundly threatened if your child is exposed to such music. But what can you do? Pose the following questions to him. Question one. Does purchasing a record enhance the artist's popularity and more widely disperse his philosophy? Are you contributing to the problem? That's what buying a record is. Yeah. 
That's what subscribing to our podcast is. No, it's not. (laughs) That's capitalism, baby. (laughs) Please subscribe to us on Patreon. We love you. Something and really quick, Patreon. Something's fucked up with the link. Um, we can't get it to go XCOM pod slash or or Patreon slash XCOM pod. We don't know what the fuck's going on with it. Go to our Instagram page and follow it from there. Um, that's the best I got for you. Oh yeah, or just or just Google it. Yeah, Yeah. or just Google it. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna make go to xcompod.com and it'll take you right to our link tree with all of our links. I will fix okay, it as cool. soon as we get off of here and then that'll all work out. Awesome. Question two. If music has the ability to convey spiritual power as well as melodic and rhythm content, what is implied when a musician admires contact with the powers of darkness? Uh oh. You tell me, Mr. Know It All. <laughs> Question three. Is it possible to listen to music of a rock artist involved in the occult and appreciate his talent without being affected by his lyrics and in dynamic inspiration? Yes, man. Absolutely. Separate the art from the artists. God. <laughs> Michael Jackson much? I know. Jesus. Question well, four. I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to beat me, Donovan. No. Uh, when the record... <laughs> And this is the last question, record, uh, question four. When the a- record album of an artist involved the occult is purchased, what are the implications of Christ's word in Matthew 12, 30? Okay. He that is not with me is against me. Oh, that sounds like a... <laughs> oh, preach it, puppies. That sounds like a, uh, just a bad passage to be able to just throw out there. Like, yeah. Yeah, uh, an occult phenomenon. <laughs> uh, all occult phenomenon come from Satan, the enemy of God. Therefore, anyone who advocates anomic practices declares himself in opposition to the Lord. The devil resentl- res- relentlessly pursues your child's sympathy. So pray that he makes the right decision. Yeah, and when buddy. we pick up next week. We'll start off on chapter eight, heavy metal madness. Oh yeah, and so. it's Bob Larson, so he actually knows what he's talking about a little bit. So that's yeah, cool. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Cool. So there were other metal stuff he mentioned this in this book, like uh, I think he mentioned um, the King Diamond. Venom, was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, Venom and uh, oh man, I'm, the the names escaped my head off the top of my head. I want to say overkill, but it's not. Um, anyway, it was Hollow Notes. Yeah, the metal band Hollow Notes. Yeah, the punk band Pink Floyd. Um, yeah. So, uh, how do you guys feel after reading uh, the first part of that book? Before we move on, I, I, f- I feel kind of weird because it's. Yeah. Uh, I remembered a lot of things I didn't re- ever think I would remember, and uh, got triggered by a lot of weird shit. <laughs> Always a nice day when you get to say and hear the F word. Yeah. Oh, always. Yeah. It's uh, oh, also sorry. a lot of fun having your uh, <laughs> having your old beliefs affirmed. You know what I mean? Because like you just uh, you not you don't forget them, but you try to try to move past them and grow. But then when you hear stuff like that, like we talked about earlier, just remember how much that shit's just hammered in your head and how desensitized yeah. you were at a point. Yeah. And, like when we did the Carmen and we realized how much Christian nationalism was in our turn now and we need God in America again. 
and just fucking singing that when I was eight. Just yeah, that's all fucked up. I to learn this. more yeah. about that, please go listen to our series on Carmen. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, join us next week. Uh, can't wait. Uh, we'll finish this book up and uh, we'll go into Jeff Godwin and then I have a surprise episode for us. So, and then we'll go into Jack Chick. Okay. So nope. uh, that's the schedule coming up. Um, so join us next week. We will continue this book. Um, hopefully you'll finish it out. If not at next episode, the episode after that. Um, uh, but uh, find us on uh, all social medias at XCOM pod. You can find our link tree uh, after Donovan gets off here at xcompod.com. Um, you can follow me at ChazXCure17 underscore seconds, or you can listen to my other podcasts, The Holy Hour, where Gavin, Antonio, and I talk all things Cure related. You uh, listen to the band Iron Sheik, and thank you to them for providing us with the opening and closing songs. Those heads are our heads. Uh, follow them on all social media at Iron C H I C if you like what you hear. Um, yeah, join us on Patreon, please. Uh, we've gone over that again before. Um, so yeah, uh, is that it? I Did I cover everything? One thing, I just want to remind everyone to go if you want to, if you would like to speak to with us or you know talk about anything or even just you know get some shit off your chest. You can email us at xcompod at gmail dot com. Uh, we love mm-hmm. having people talk to us. You can send us a clip of you talking. We might be able to throw it on an episode, whatever. Just we're there for you guys. And yeah, it'd be fun to talk to some more people. Have Even more just people. to say hi. It doesn't yeah. have to be mm-hmm. interesting. You can just say hi. Or just send you know. us a, yeah. a news article that you thought would be interesting for us to talk about. Because we talk about that on our Patreon show, DC Talks. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Or yeah. memes. We always accept memes. Oh, yeah. We'll always take memes. The dirtier, the better. Wait, don't say no. that. Don't say that. <laughs> no, don't, don't say that. Uh, yeah, I think that's everything. <laughs> Don, do you have anything for us? Do you have anything, a uh, oh, song? Yes, I do have a song. I want everyone to go. Uh, well, one song that I've been listening to a lot, like a lot, a lot, is Sorrow by Bad Religion. Fucking great song. I love that song so much. Mm-hmm. The acoustic version's great too, but just the, it's all, it's a, that's it. Just go listen to that. It's so good. And listen to Do What You Want. That's, Change, song changed my life at 15 oh, yeah. did it really yeah yeah heard it for the first time and i know exactly where i heard it i bought the cd from kmart the uh um punkorama volume one um That's and awesome. i was riding riding down the road in my disc man it's the first song in the track i was at the new it was in new jersey and i was riding my bike over to my mom's nursing home that she worked at and I remember exactly where I was when I heard it. And I just stopped my bike and sat on the side of the road on like a little hill and played the song over like three or four times. And I was that's like, this dope. is amazing. That's so wonderful. Yeah. That's a really, yeah. that's a good feeling to leave there. Hell yeah. Yeah, on. absolutely. Yeah. I was just like, wow, people question religion like this and God and uh, whoa, this is I fast and hard. No. <laughs> 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 so, Oh, all right. Uh, Chrissy, what do you have for us? Oh. What are you reading? Uh, I'm sort of reading Good Omens again because the second season came out and mm-hmm. sort of spinning off into special interest times. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm reading Good Omens. So we'll see Very if cool. I st- shut up about that in the next few weeks. <laughs> Anything with Neil Gaiman, I'm all ears. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
and the the show's really good. The second I, season's really good. Broke my heart, but still haven't watched it. Still haven't watched yeah, it. I haven't watched either. Go nope. watch the boys. I don't have Amazon. Oh shit! Do you want my password? You can have it. No. Don't give. No. I That's have how they get us. No, listen. Me, guys. <laughs> I give everybody my Amazon password because I bought Prime when it was a one-time charge, so I never have to pay him again. So, Very nice. Yeah. I paid one hundred and twenty dollars like fifteen years ago. Wow, and they have know. lost money on me. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and with your spirit. And everybody say. <laughs> I like my looks. I like my personality.